Welcome to Monday edition of Texans All Access. I am your host, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter for your Houston Texans, and joined by the voice of the, I almost said Miami Hurricanes, but <laughs> the voice of the Miami Hurricanes. He is the voice of the Houston Texans. No. It's Mark Vanderbeer. Mark, how are you doing? It was good to see your people. It was good to see my people, Johnny. Not good to see the Hurricanes lose. I hate UConn like poison. Listen, the UConn Huskies, I mentioned this. They are like the Colts to me at a college level. So I am rooting hard for San Diego State tonight. In fact, I just saw the head coach uh, earlier today after the shoot around in the hallway, service level. I said, good luck, coach. He said, oh, thank you very much. I said, I hate UConn like poison. Please win. <laughs> I left that part out, actually. But how about this? You know, we see him on the 30 for 30 with the Fab Five. He's so familiar. And here he is coaching in a national championship game. Okay, I got a story for you. So mm -hmm. one of my best friends, uh, the guy who was the best friend of my uh, best man at my wedding, Andy Crook. He was a freshman at Brown with me in 1990. And he went to Brown for one year and then an intramural basketball game with me <clears throat> and three other guys. We're winning a game, and instead of going up and dunking it, he did the smart basketball thing. It started to peel out, and as he peeled out on on the through on the pass I gave to him, he tore his ACL. And so Ooh. his parents were like, "All right, you know, I don't know, if we can afford both ACL surgery and going to Brown." So at that point, he ended up going to St. John's of Minnesota. And so we were talking one day, and we went to the final four ninety three together. And he goes, "Hey, by the way, did you know that Brian Dutcher?" I was his first NCAA violation. And I was like, what are you no. talking about? He goes, yeah. He goes, I, I was visiting campus and he wasn't going to go to Michigan. He said, but he was visiting campus and they went and uh, visited Dutcher and Dutcher gave him like a sweatshirt and they found out it ended up being a violation at the time. A sweatshirt. Which, yeah. Sweatshirt. So Brian Dutcher had an NCAA regular uh, uh, violation. Uh, with my buddy giving him a sweatshirt. So every time we would see the Fab Five, he would remind me of that. Um, but Brian Dutcher uh, is featured heavily on that documentary, too. If you haven't seen that, you definitely need to see that as well. So San Diego State taking on uh, UConn tonight. UConn has been playing extremely well. It's going to be very difficult for San Diego State to do it. But um, I think I'm pulling for the Aztecs like you, Mark. I want to see the Aztecs pull the upset, uh, but hopefully get a good ball game. And by the way, I'm not really sure how the NCAA seeding would argue this, but how was UConn a four seed? Um, somebody needs to go back and look at the seeding because that is just not very good at all whatsoever. Does the seeding even matter? By the way, Johnny, before mm -hmm. we get into the, the football, the Texans cuisine of tonight's program, couple of programming notes here because we all watch television over the weekend, sports television. Uh, a few notes, one of them. Major League Baseball, congratulations. I love the pitch clock. I think it's fantastic. I had my doubts about how it would go. Yes, I wanted to speed up the game, but I thought, ooh, it's baseball. This is going to be touchy. It is so good. It's so different watching a game with this. The pace, you can just feel the rhythm of it. The tempo is so much better. And, you know, I hate watching the Astros lose games, but the game is so much more watchable with the quickened pace. That and... Women's basketball, congratulations. Wow. Because people are talking yeah. about you in a big, big way. I know it's not the way maybe you want it to go down, but my gosh, there's no such thing as bad publicity. As my friend John Lopez says, spell the name right. That's all you have to worry about. <laughs> They've gotten a ton of pub, a ton of viewers. So congrats to women's basketball. Yeah, congrats to LSU. Caitlin Clark is unbelievable. She is must-watch television. I mean, that game against South Carolina was just 
it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um, and that I'm I've been a huge women's basketball, college basketball fan for a long, long time. I used to go to every single game at Brown. I I knew those girls that were playing, the women that were playing, and I knew them pretty well. And I used to play against them in the off season. We would play pickup and. They, I mean, I used to think I was pretty good. And then you'd play them and the ball's moving oh. and you're like looking for her and like, oh, she yeah. just, you know, she just made a backdoor cut on you for a layup. Like, dang it, man. They just, it, it was, they were so good. And so I've been a big fan for a long time, but watching Caitlin Clark was a whole different watch, man. She was absolutely un, unbelievable. Mm. And major, major league baseball had to do something. And I'm glad, it, I'm glad it did. This might've been drastic, but I think drastic is sticking at least for the fans and the people calling the games. I thought Joe Davis was pretty interesting. He was talking about it for Fox. He was talking about, I don't think I've ever wanted to say more at a baseball game. So this pitch clock thing is actually really, really good for all of us. And he keeps us moving. It keeps us going. Yep. Um, and, I, and I like that for sure. All right, let's get to the football part of our program. We are going to have a truncated program today because the Final Four tonight. So Sports Radio 610, CBS Sports, Westwood One will take over at 630 at the bottom of the hour. So we got to go. We're going to play How Many Sizzle Fires. Now, if you've been with us before, you know, well, anybody who talks on the radio can drop a hot take or three every now and again. And so we have come up with a rating system that we call Sizzle Fires, How Many Sizzle Fires. The hotter the take, the higher number of sizzle fires. So if I were to say the Indianapolis Colts are going to go 0-17, Mark would say that is a one sizzle fire. That's absolutely going to happen. If I were to say that... (laughs) <laughs> uh, Bryce Young is going to throw for 8,000 yards and 80 touchdowns. That's probably a five sizzle fire, even though I think he's going to have a good year. So you guys all know the rules. Now, these are all going to be in reference to the draft picks where the Texans are at 212 and 33. So here we go. Mark, rate this hot take on the sizzle fire rating system. And number two, the Texans will not take a quarterback and will take Will Ooh. Anderson Jr. Ooh, all right. Will Anderson Jr. is the likely pick, you're saying, if they don't take a quarterback. Because what about Jalen Carter, who insists he's going in the top 10? I don't need to visit anybody who doesn't have a top 10 pick because I'm going in the top 10 and Drew Rosenhaus is my agent. Yeah, that's my that's the take. Will Anderson Jr. will be the pick at two and not a quarterback. Okay, I'm going to go, that's a three and a half sizzle fire. Okay. All right. All right. And I might even I might even squelch it down to about three because I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they do not take a quarterback at number two here, Johnny. Yep. Maybe they've done extensive research and decide, you know what? We're not going to take oh, a quarterback wait, 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 with that oh, second oh, pick. Oh, wait, Mark, there's breaking news. What's that? Oh, we've got 10 cars going off of 59 when they heard you say <laughs> they're not going to draft the quarterback. I didn't say that. I did. I just said I it's not out of the realm of okay. possibility. I know. Meaning, look, they could take one at twelve. They could move up from twelve to whatever. Maybe. What about this? Wouldn't this be wild if the day of the draft they move up from twelve to eight or seven, whatever it's going to be, and they keep the second pick? And everybody's thinking, all right, they're definitely not taking a quarterback at two. What are they going to do now? Now we got to go make a deal with somebody else to jump up and take uh, whoever Bryce Young or right. CJ Stroud is going to be available after the Carolina Panthers pick. Johnny, I think that it's possible. I think it's unlikely. So I'll give it a three, three and a half sizzle fire take. Okay. Uh, rating. All right, here we go. Stick with pick number two. The Houston Texans will select either CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. The 
quarterback that the Panthers do not take. What is the hot take assessment of just simply taking the one the Panthers don't take? Oh, that's a half sizzle fire. That's no sizzle fire. That's cold. I just thought after the way you answered the first one that maybe there was something that, I don't know. I just thought thought I'd throw it out there. Okay. Look at it this way. I always put it this way. If you had to bet your house that they were going to take a position at two, wouldn't you bet the house? You have to. Yeah. You'd yeah, bet yeah. the house they're taking a quarterback over not yeah. taking a quarterback. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you're leaning into the quarterback take here big. And sure, there's a possibility it doesn't happen, but you would say more likely to happen to blend segments here. Okay. At pick number 12, A, the Texans stay at 12. Mm-hmm. And they pick offensive lineman Paris Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. How hot is that sizzle fire? Uh, that's extremely hot. That's about a four, maybe four and a half. Because where do you have him in the Harris 100? Is he? A, he's a top 20 guy in most yeah, people's yeah. top yes. 100 ratings, but he's not 12 worthy according to most of the pundits, right? So uh, I would he's say, in that range. He's, he's in, in that, that range. range. Okay. For me, and I guess what, he is. If you're he's top 13 20, for I guess, me. He's 13 for me. If you're top 20, you're 12 worthy. So, you know, a lot of people thought, well, did they go, did they take Kenyon Green too high? Look, whatever. If you like a guy in the first round, especially once you get into the teens, it is what it is. Uh, but I would say a tackle especially would be a little bit of a hot take here because, you know, you have some tackles on the roster. Okay. You have Titus, you have Laramie. Are you really going to take a tackle with number 12? Or is there a deal that's going to be made? I would say that's a pretty hot take, Johnny. But what if I told you that Paris Johnson Jr. played guard in 2021 and actually might be a better guard than he is a tackle? Well, you would know that, wouldn't you? And maybe they would know that. And maybe they would say, look, we're going to use him at guard on the other side, but we just drafted a guard last year. So yeah, I'm going to say it's too hot a take. I'm kind of right. burning up from this one. Okay. All right. Four to four and a half. I got you. I just wanted to see if I could get you to bite. I got a few for you on the other side. Is there a receiver at 12 you're interested in? Or just any receiver? We'll do that next on Texans All Access. Welcome back to this Monday edition of Texans All Access. John Harris alongside Mark Vandermeer, the voice of the Texans. And we are playing How Many Sizzle Fires, a.k.a. How Hot <laughs> Are the Takes I'm Throwing at Mark. Now, disclaimer, these are not ones that I believe in. <laughs> but I'm throwing them at Mark to see what he believes in. And we've been pretty much on point uh, for the most part. So let's get to pick. We've been talking about pick number two, a little bit at number 12. Let's stick with 12 and right. 33 for that matter. Mm. Mark, here's your hot take. How many sizzle fires? The Texans will take at least one edge rusher with number 12 and 33 and or 33. They'll take at least one edge rusher at 12 and or 33. Open up my freezer. Let's manipulate the ice machine. Really? Are you kidding? Okay. Yes. Edge rusher at 12 or 33. You're going to give me that? That That is not a hot take. Not really? hot at all. Okay. No, I, I think your old lineman take was way hotter than this. This is the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm okay. chilly. Okay, because I think there are people that believe the Texans are going to go offense, 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 which if you go offense, 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 the math tells you hmm, not an edge rusher at 12 or 33. 
Yeah, but who are these people and why do uh -huh. they believe this? Here's uh -huh. the problem. And look, we're still, what, the draft is three weeks from Thursday, Johnny. We are, we have a long way to go. And <laughs> they're, they're gonna, there's going to be a lot of conversation. A lot of people are talking themselves into ridiculous things. I was talking myself to, into some really crazy scenarios just in my own head earlier today. And I thought, oh, man, we need this draft. It's yeah. like a pregnancy. I got to get it out. Right. I got to get this draft out. We got to get this yes. done. Please fire it up on Thursday. Do we have to wait any longer? So are you giving me any sizzle fire on that at all? It's no, an edge rusher zero. at 12 or 33. Edge rusher at 12 or 33, no sizzle fire. Maybe a maybe a, a, a little somebody pops a lighter, but it doesn't even take. Like the flint is working, but there's no gas inside. I'll give you that. Okay. I'm going to – all right. All right. Apparently you didn't like that one. I'll make this one a little more difficult. Okay. At pick number 12, mm -hmm. because he has fallen, the Houston Texans select Jalen Carter from the University of Georgia. Ooh, all right. Yeah, I See, heard you got cocky. You got cocky with that last question, and <laughs> now I decided, all right, I'm just gonna throw on the gauntlet. Let's see how you handle this one. How many that, fires? That's a four. That's a hot take. Oh, because, man. and I heard Sean explain this very well because they were discussing this sort of scenario on the morning program, and he said, I believe it was Sean and not Seth who said, if Carter falls out of the top ten the Texans are probably an unlikely team to stop the free fall. I think that's yeah. how he worded it somewhat similarly. And I agree with that. If he's dropping out of the top 10, well, maybe some of these issues and the perception of such, or the reality of such, the perceived reality of such is just more than we thought, right? Yeah. It's more than we can handle here to see him going in the top 10. So are the Texans really going to be the kind of team to stop the fall? of Jalen Carter. I don't think so. In fact, here's a, here's another one more likely to happen. Mixing segments, <laughs> Carter to the Texans at two or Carter to the Texans at 12. It's probably 12, but Oh, you think it's two. You think I mean, if they're going to take him at shot, if they're going to take him at all, they might as well just take him at two, because look, you know, talent always wins out. Mm -hmm. The only reason that Jeffrey Simmons didn't get taken in the draft um, whatever, 2019 or whatever draft that was, was because he had the torn ACL and they weren't sure when he was going to be ready. But if all Simmons had had was his off-the-field incident coming out of high school, he was completely clean in Mississippi State. He would have gone in the top four or five picks. I'm convinced. But that ACL kind of had people thrown. Carter doesn't have anything like that. He's just got this massive incident that they got to work with and how teams are going to work with it. If you're not going to take him at two, you're not going to take him at 12. So I just assume, you know, take him at two because would you listen? Would you want, would you want Ballard taking him at four to be enticed to take Jalen Carter and put him next to Buckner and Stewart? And, and it's no. not quarterback, but still, you know, Seattle. That could happen. Detroit, Las Vegas. Those teams, yeah. that's, I mean, Las Vegas said they're not going to do it. And I understand why. I completely get that um, considering, you know, what they had with Henry Ruggs a few years ago. So, yeah, it's 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 dicey. Okay. I like how you threw that back on me. So here we go. Okay. Bruce Feldman last week, we we um we looked at his mock draft because his mock draft was littered with comments from coaches that have coached against these particular prospects. It was great. Loved it. But at pick number 12, he traded. He had the Giants going up to 12, the Texans going down to 25. We'll say it doesn't happen. Let's say the Texans do take Bryce Young at two, uh, and they take 
Jalen Hyatt. That's my mock draft. Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee at 12. At pick number 25, the Giants are on the clock. Bijan Robinson is still there. Here's your hot take. The Texans trade back into the first round with the New York Giants and draft Bijan Robinson. How many sizzle fires? Four and three quarters. Oh, they're not doing that. They are not doing that. There's no way. They just they just signed Devin Singletary. They've got okay. Damian Pierce. They're not right. moving up from 33 to 25 to take B. John Robinson. Now, if Robinson falls, a lot of teams are going to say, wait a minute, he's falling. And I think if he falls, Johnny, it's no fault of his own. I just think no, just people have backs. other needs and they yeah. see other things that are enticing to them and they figure, ah, we can get a running back later or whatever. Not that he's not great. He is great, projected to be great at the next level. Uh, I understand the temptation. I don't think the Texans are going to bite on that temptation because they feel like it's not like they're set for life at running back, but they're okay for now. And they have other needs. They have other, there are other players on the board at 33 or even to move up to take other than B. John Robinson who fit what they're going to need. And I know they never like to talk about need during draft weekend, but need does exist. You have needs, and even though they've signed free agents or acquired players uh, this offseason that can take care of some spots that needed major attention, they still need to service these spots long-term, and you do that with draft. There are people in their cars right now screaming at us, going, take it, do it, do it. What's it going to cost? What does it cost to move up 33 to 25? By the way, somebody uh, contacted us about the uh, yeah. draft value chart, and you you relayed that information. Yeah, draft, draft tech. tech. Draft Tech. That's yeah. where I've gone. And, in fact, to go up eight spots, it would cost 100 and uh, looks like 140. It would cost probably pick 73. It's, it's a third. It's like a mid-third rounder you'd have to give up. So you'd probably have to get a little something back if you gave up 73. Um, you know, that's what when you, you look at the, up. when you look at the order of picks here and you're looking at two, 12, 33, 65, 73, you know, I start to get greedy. I'm like, wait a minute. I got to wait from 33 to 65. I know. Can we get me a mid second rounder in there. I, I mean, know that's, that's, on, what that's why I think we're going to trade down from 12. I think we're going to go down to about 20. That'll give us 33. <laughs> then we'll get like 52, 53. Then 65 and 73. That'll be spaced out. That'll be spaced out well enough. That's what I think we end up doing. Okay. 65 and 73, you brought it up. There's two, there's 12, there's 33. Now there's 65 and 73. Mm. Either of those picks, one of those picks will be a corner, C-O-R-N-E-R, a cornerback. I bring that up because it is largely thought that the corners in this draft, this is the best class of all the positions, and it's the best class it's been, are the Texans taking a corner back at either 65 or 73. Uh, you tell me this. Uh, I, would, I would just give it a two and a half, okay. right? Yeah. Because I think you always, you always need corners, and now you're in the third round, and attractive players can be there. Is Travis Hodges Tomlinson from TCU there when they pick at 65? Yes, and I would do that in a heartbeat, Mark. I absolutely would. So I like the fact you get a two sizzle fires. because I do think you can get better at corner in this draft. There's no doubt. There's so many good players at corner, no question. And there is an NCAA Final Four championship game tonight. San Diego State taking on UConn. Check it out right here. Westwood one on 
Sports Radio 610. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. And as always, go Texans.